I'm gonna find. And I'm gonna kill. Every. Less. One of them. Welcome back to The Last of Us non-official podcast. Um, this is our post-game podcast. We are a month out after playing the game and having our lives ruined forever. Should I say ruined or change? Uh, well, both. That's not really <laughs> ruined because that sounds like it sucked. So No, it didn't suck. It did not suck. Ruined is not a good word. Change is a better, much better word for it, I think. Definitely. Um, genuinely like my life is now split into pre part two and post part two. Oh yeah like we we have all the different emotions from like anticipation uh-huh. excitement waiting um over excitement totally sadness mm-hmm. and then the game comes out and then it's like everything again and mm-hmm. It's gone in like a few days. Then it's just over. Over. I'm still in a hangover from it. I'm still. Um, I legitimately went through the five stages of grief. That <laughs> <laughs> game. Yeah. It was like I can't remember even all five stages. It was just like anger, denial, depression, sadness, <laughs> acceptance gambling or whatever it's called betting um oh my god especially when the only thing that i'll say about the leaks and me having to watch them early is that i am glad that i knew ahead of time that joel was gonna die oh yeah i think that was uh (laughs) you of all people would i knew a lot i knew a lot going into it um But, you know, like they kept saying, context did matter. Um, oh, yeah, de- definitely, definitely. But I'm glad that I knew ahead of time that Joel was going to die. Um, yeah, because to- how, how do you think you would react if, if you didn't know anything? Like <laughs> if you were going in totally blind and had no idea what to expect? And you saw all the trailers and you thought, oh, well, Joel is in Seattle and everything mm-hmm. is fine. Mm-hmm. How would you react? I'm not sure. I think I would have like, I would have been bargaining or just trying to facilitate <laughs> my mind thinking like, okay, well, maybe it's like a dream sequence or maybe he- <laughs> The whole game is just die. a dream sequence. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe he didn't actually die and this is like her manifestation of something. Um, maybe he's like, back in Jackson still on ICU, um, like with a respirator or something. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, okay. Oh my god. And I know, um, you know, with you not knowing nearly as much as I did, you still oh, knew yeah. that he was gonna die. Because we had it messaged to us like 80 yeah. times. People, it, as if exactly. we already know everything. 
Like, yeah, exactly. Like I knew, I knew the like the major story beats of like obviously Joel dying and uh, a few minor things as well. Uh, but I don't really think it like like I didn't process it really because I didn't. I just ignored everything I could in my brain, like, no, I didn't read this, I didn't see this. I was like in denial constantly mm -hmm. about these leaks. And I was like, I was ready to just like, okay, I'll play the game and see what happens. He will die, obviously, but I, I just can't process it in the same way as when I play the game. So mm -hmm. it was it was totally different when I actually played the game. And, like saw everything happen and fuck mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my god and i remember um and it was really i can't remember who pointed this out it was really brilliant whoever did it um you know he dies so early in the game that you end up feeling robbed yeah at some points you know you're like this is this is not what i thought we were getting into when i started playing this game this is not um what I thought was going to be happening. I was expecting more out of it. And then I remember bringing that up to somebody, I think in the discord server and they're like, okay, well, if you feel robbed, how do you think Ellie feels? Oh yeah. Right. I think maybe was that Jima who brought it up. I think maybe, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I can't remember, but I, yeah, that's, that's very, very poetic in a way, right. Yeah. That you, you get to feel like Ellie did in mm -hmm. that moment because you have two years where she didn't spend enough time with Joel and they're just taken away whenever she wants redemption with him. Mm -hmm. she, she's just taken away. So it's kind of a beautiful way of, of uh, making this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we were so close to having more moments with him. You know, the game was here. We had been waiting seven years after release. We were so close to getting a part two and be able to learn more about his story. And she was so close to starting a new chapter of her life with him. You know, exactly. as we found out at the end of the game. And she like, was robbed literally. of that. We were robbed of that. And it's just, it's so, um, it's brilliant, honestly, I think, the way that it's they did brilliant. it. It's brilliant and it's cathartic. And I can see why it's divisive. I totally yeah. understand that, um, but I think it's a, you know, a brilliant factor in storytelling. Um, yeah, definitely. How they chose to do it. Yeah, because it is, it kind of puts so much more weight into his death. Like it mm -hmm. felt, it felt horrible, both mm -hmm. for Ellie and for the player, because you know, you have been anticipating this moment of playing with Joel again and watching, you know, all this uh, <laughs> Joel and Ellie moments. And then mm -hmm. he's, he's just gone within the first 15 minutes of the game almost like. Oh my God, this is why I didn't put on makeup for this episode. Cause like, I <laughs> start. Aww. Uh, um. <laughs> yeah. My eyes. And that's that's also the thing that makes even like the thing that that was so different about the first game was that you had all these beautiful moments with Joel and Ellie bonding and it was just 
it was cute and fun to see how they connected and mm -hmm. Ellie being this bubbly person and we also got that in part two with the museum but mm -hmm. it was like a completely different tone mm -hmm. because you just knew in the back of your head that god this is so bittersweet mm -hmm. you know it's, it's so fucking sad because this is something that happened and will never happen again and mm -hmm. we just he he we just shared cherished those memories <laughs> and speaking of that i remember when i first played the museum sequence um i was still i think reeling from his death and i was like i was mad at the game i really was um <laughs> i remember feeling this way when you first opened up as abby in saving the zebra you know oh, and, she's yeah. dad. and i was thinking the whole time i was like this is so cheesy like the way that they're acting is cheesy. Like Joel is being like too, too Joel. Ellie is being like too Ellie. It's like a little too juvenile. Everything is just like a little bit too, there's too something. And then yeah. I talked about it with someone and they pointed out, I guess I am just constantly having things pointed out to me because I don't see them for myself. Um, <laughs> he was like, well, that's how they're remembering it you know, and you always view everything in your memories through rose tinted glasses. You know, yeah. you always remember things as like, okay, the day was sunshiny. Well, it may not have been as sunshining as you remember it, but you remember it as a good, beautiful, gorgeous day, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. It's always, it's like too, a little bit too shiny, you know? And I was like, <laughs> shit. Yeah, and, and, and when you think about it, <laughs> It, like on my second playthrough, I had that in my mind as well when playing uh -huh. through it. And it's it's so true though, because you just feel like Ellie is just this happy, bubbly little girl again. And Joel is like really, really, really sweet and just like the best kind mm -hmm. of dad person. Yeah, and it's like, like totally out of ca character, but it's like... Yeah holy shit, this is because she's remembering this as one of the best days she had with Joel. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Because I remember when you go through the, when you go through his house after the, the morning, mm -hmm. uh, and you find this little pamphlet from the museum, she also comments that, oh, this is the best day. This was mm -hmm. the best day ever. So when you actually reach that section, it's it also feels like this was just the best day in Ellie's life. Mm -hmm. And so, didn't that pamphlet have a dinosaur on it? It did. Yeah, and it reminded me of the dinosaur card that you pick up in Sarah's room in uh, part one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. God. There's so many small throwbacks. Yeah, I love that's true. That's... That's actually kind of cute. I didn't think about that. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's so yeah, there's so many parallels, and you know, there's no way that I don't think anybody has caught every single one of them yet. You know, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on my second playthrough right now, and I'm I'm still like realizing stuff, like tiny little details. Like one thing I think is incredible that you just cannot see on your first playthrough is how. Abby and Ellie's like path actually cross so many times, but you don't really realize it. Mm -hmm. Like the whole hospital 
um, when you get there as Ellie and you swim towards them and they say something like, uh, someone escaped and we can't find her and we're looking for mm -hmm. her and you realize, oh my God, that's Abby. Yeah, is she not in her cell? Exactly. When you go, when you go down to the basement, right, and it's like, what the fuck is the, what the fuck is the lights on? And it's because Abby was there. Mm -hmm. was like, she was there like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> I didn't fucking catch that at all until my second playthrough. Mm -hmm. And Seraphides talking about someone named Lily, and I was mm -hmm. like, that is Lily. And you hear that throughout the game as Ellie as well. When you mm -hmm. um, when you play through the parts with the Seraphides, you're like, really? Who the fuck is Lily? And then you realize, oh my god, it's actually because they're talking about Lev. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's pretty genius. Yeah, and I was noticing that too, because um, I've already played the second playthrough with my family. And there's so much stuff that I was picking up on that I didn't in the first playthrough. And one of them was like my dad because okay one of the big leaks that i knew before even playing the game um was that abby was the surgeon's daughter so oh, i knew when she was killing him why she was killing him you know yeah. um but my parents didn't know that my dad was like, oh, who the God. hell is she? Like, why is she after him? And I was like, oh my God, they don't know. And like, I didn't even realize that you're not even supposed to know that at this point. You don't realize yeah, it until, until you play as Abby day one. Yeah, it's much later actually. It's you like- Two and three together. Yeah. And, and actually, I yeah. I don't think Ellie even realizes it ever. No. Considering, yeah, because she knows that, like at that moment, obviously, she doesn't know anything mm -hmm. about who these people are, but she gradually finds out that they're fireflies, but I don't think she ever actually knows Realized that, that Abby is the surgeon's daughter. Because Ellie, yeah, exactly. Ellie, I don't think, even knows about Marlene, you know? No, I don't think so either. Yeah. So she doesn't know like a play-by-play -play of what happened in the hospital like we do. Yeah, um, she just she just knows that these people were part of a Firefly group in Salt Lake City, mm -hmm. and they've probably felt like Joel needed to die because he <laughs> he did what he did, like he completely demolished the fireflies and she probably knew that oh mm -hmm. of course they want to kill him because they he ripped everything apart from them mm -hmm. and i remember again i was i was so mad when i first played through the um abby part one or abby day one flashback where you're in the hospital you know with her dad and everything oh, and yeah. Marlene comes in and she's talking to Jerry and then Abby comes in and she's like, it's okay, daddy. I would, I would let you kill me for it. I was like, shut the fuck up, Mary Sue. Like, I'm not to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and it's that like, was one of the parts, uh. yeah. And I 
genuinely think that you're supposed to feel that way because looking back at it and remembering, okay, that's how she's remembering it. That's how she's justifying it in her head. That, okay, surely Ellie would have wanted to die because it was for the greater good. So therefore, Joel is even more of a villain in my mind. You know? Yeah, exactly. She's twisting her memories to justify her actions then. Exactly. You know? And it's... Oh my God. <clears throat> yeah, and that's also the thing about this whole game that the two stories, like, who is... Like, no, none of them are in the right here. Like, mm -hmm. they both believe they're, they're justified in their acts. Mm -hmm. Like, Ellie believes that her whole journey killing all these people is justified because she needs to get to Abby to mm -hmm. hunt down whoever did this to Joel. Mm -hmm. And the same way with Abby, that she feels like it it justifies everything that she killed the man who killed her father and took everything away from her. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's terrific <laughs> because it's not, you, you can't really say that, oh, well, Abby was more in the wrong than Ellie because, uh, I mean, because even Joel did fucking terrible things. And I think that's what makes you and a lot of people uncomfortable in the game. You know, because it never gives you a strict reason to hate someone. Exactly. Necessarily, you know, or a strict reason to like someone. Okay, yes, Joel used to be a hunter. Yes, he has killed innocent people. Um, yes, he's done really fucked up, terrible things. Um, but by the end of part one, we feel like, okay, well, he's redeemed himself because look at him with Ellie. You know, he's he's not that person anymore. He's a father. He's a broken man, you know? So by the end of part two, we're faced with the notion we're like, okay, is Abby redeemed? You know? Because, yeah, look at her. She's also saved two kids. She doesn't seem like the same person that she was when she killed Joel, you know? But to us, it's still personal because she killed somebody that we already had a connection with, you know? Yeah. And I think had we, and it, it makes an interesting case, I feel like, for how potentially the HBO show is going to be shown um, and how that's going to play out. Because had we known Abby's story before part one, you know, I feel like we would all be feeling really differently. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Played all of part one maybe from Abby's shoes, you know, and we played on behalf of the Fireflies excuse me, um, and we knew Jerry as well as we knew Joel, that would be personal. And we would be on the hunt for Joel Miller too, you know? Exactly. And so I was talking to my parents, you know, about how the HBO show could be laid out because you don't, you're just not going to have time to, for a 60-hour game, you know, in the form of a TV show. Like, that would just be, you don't get the same type of immersion so it's like could they potentially how far back are they going to start you know and in what yeah. order tell everything are they are they gonna like do something new and actually like add things that hasn't existed before and stuff you know that's what know. i'm a little nervous for honestly like uh, 
that they're just gonna throw a Game of Thrones and just like add stuff that doesn't exist because it it works better for the TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, yeah, that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but also another thing I noticed on my my second playthrough uh, was the whole leading up to the confrontation in the in the aquarium as Ellie. Mm-hmm. Like on the first playthrough, when you play through this, dude, that was the most intense shit I have ever fucking done. Like I was, I was visibly shaking mm-hmm. and fucking stressed out of my mind playing through that. But on my second playthrough, I was like insanely uncomfortable playing this because I knew Owen, I knew Mel, and I knew Alice. Alice? <laughs> fucking Alice, and and like on the first playthrough, she's and just when a you're dog. going when you're going through um, the operating room. And Ellie is like, what the fuck are they doing here? Well, you knew on your second playthrough that it was from Abby or from uh, Yara's. Uh, exactly. What's it called? You know, getting her yeah, arm yeah, her, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the <guy> should... <laughs> Thank you. English yeah. is my only language, and you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> what is English? Um, yeah, but, so you you imagine all these horrible things and thinking, oh my god, what are these people? They are crazy and they have these fucking dogs and you hear Mel and Owen fighting and then you realize from the next chapter with Abby that, oh my god, they just saved this kid and poor Alice is just this good little dog and mm-hmm. Owen is just this wonderful guy who just wants to do better in life and not like fight for the wolves and just do his own thing and mm-hmm. like that's 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 really something that messed me up a lot like that's when i knew that what ellie was doing was even even as fucking bad as whatever abby was mm-hmm. doing yeah and there's no black or white this is really not because when you like played everyone. that chapter, when you played through as Ellie, you're justifying her because, well, these are the people that killed Joel. You need mm-hmm. to get after them. This is justified because we we have Joel who is dead because of these people. But then mm-hmm. you flip the coin and it's like these are real people. They got taken everything from them and. Mm-hmm. Nothing has been resolved by this, and Abby is also in a lot of shit on her own. Mm-hmm. So it's like, fuck, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> so conflicting. <laughs> it's really so conflicting, man. And I think um, what made me like Abby more was that you could tell she was starting to feel guilt about what she did. And I think once. Owen brought it to her attention about how uncomfortable Mel was yeah. during that whole thing, you know, and he, or was it Manny? Somebody said, you know, Mel has never seen that sort of violence before. And Abby was like, well, she knew why she was there, you know, just something really snarky like that. And then I think later, you know, it really got to her about just how fucked up what she did was. I mean, she tortured yeah, him for, sure. Sure, for, sure. for like an hour. And I mean, granted, 
in part one, I killed her dad with a flamethrower. <laughs> torturing him for an hour. <laughs> you know, or yeah, how long it took Ellie to get there. Um, and so I think in her head that, you know, she was like, okay, well, that makes me no better than him, you know? True. And it just, it the whole thing just makes you so uncomfortable yeah. it's and also actually one thing that thanks to incredibly performance by laura bailey that mm -hmm. she was like you could feel that abby was also uncomfortable killing joel because here you see this demon sort of like mm -hmm. she has been antagonizing him and imagining him as someone like the devil himself for so many years and then and he just suddenly, saved her life and he just saved her life and now he's just there and he's just a guy not only that, but she got to ride on the back of his horse and like wrap her arms around his big strong body <laughs> stop right there <laughs> No, but you, you, oh, you can actually you can actually feel that you can see in her emotions <clears throat> that she's actually like disgusted by herself in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's a, she is disgusted. I feel like she didn't she didn't anticipate it like this because probably she had been playing this through in her mind so many years like when I get him when I find him I'm just gonna do this and this and this and then. And then mm -hmm. unexpectedly she's saved by him and he's just this old man. And I feel like she has to, it's almost an overcompensation, you know, that she has to overcompensate for those guilty feelings. And so she ends up, you know, killing him in a much more violent way than I feel like she may yeah, have. Yeah, like overdo it because mm -hmm. she has to justify that, well, he is a piece of shit and he... Mm -hmm. wronged so many people and mm -hmm. he deserves this and she also laid that end to everybody she was talking to him, mm -hmm. to to them about that like Nora and uh where she's also like I, I love Nora's part that oh, was yeah. that for that some was... reason that whole thing the chase like her um what, what was she say? It was so good. It was like, do you still hear his screams? Yeah. I do. And I was like, yes. She was like, yeah. I every night. And I was like, let's go get her. Oh my God. And then it took exactly. me forever to figure out how to freaking break the glass. I think I ended up failing the first time I chased her. But. And then honestly, um, yeah. <laughs> I I actually thought that when you when you confront Nora the first time when she when she says this thing that do you still hear his screams too? Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh my god, we're actually gonna have to like have a heart to heart and mm -hmm. be like, oh my god, I I know he did a terrible thing, but please, can you save my life? And yeah. I, was I like, didn't. Oh. I didn't expect her to just suddenly just be like, "Fuck yeah. you, bitch!" Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it is. <laughs> like Speedy <laughs> Gonzalez. <laughs> Damn, this bitch runs fast. <gasps> um, and then. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> like if her little legs had like a sound of it, it'd be like. <laughs> uh, <I've, laughs> um, I saw a fantastic video. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm so fucking dumb. <laughs> I just it, it reminds me. It reminds me of a video I saw on Twitter. <laughs> with like someone who played that part and then she reaches the window <laughs> and about to break the glass and then <laughs> you can just see Nora's <laughs> Oh, it's so amazing. I have to... <laughs> God, oh my God. <laughs> you good? I, yeah, I have to find that video because we have to show it here because it's so fucking short. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> um, anyways, also the parallel of like when you first catch Nora. Are you done? <laughs> Do I need to give you a minute? What? I said, do I need to give you a minute? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I forget that. It's just, God, that was so stupid. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, carry on. Um, so when you finally confront her for the second time, and she's obviously, like, visibly infected, you know, did you notice oh, yeah. the parallel between... So Tess interrogating Robert and Ellie interrogating Nora. I mean, like, even down to the lead pipe and, like, the broken arm and everything like that. And just the positioning and how Ellie was, like, pacing and how she was, she just kept repeating her questions, you know? Oh, yeah, kind of. Kind of? I, I, I can see. You don't think so? Who has our guns? Yeah, that's true. Who I mean, in a, sen in a sense, but I think like they did, they did the Nora part a little more like delicate. I think. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I mean, it's not because it like didn't show. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's true. I mean, she did just beat the shit out of her and asked her like. Actually, mm -hmm. I wonder what she actually said like yeah oh man but she was so fucking badass when she just came in and she's like not wearing a mask or anything just uh -huh. completely she's unaffected like, yeah. and me. she's like <laughs> you're the girl me <laughs> yeah and she's like hi nora and then picks up the pipe and just goes over like mm -hmm. i can i can make this fast or I can make it so much worse. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's my little killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, that was that was fucking badass, but you can you can really tell as well that that fucking shook her to her core. Mm -hmm. Like because she is not Joe. She yeah. is not used to this kind of violence because she has been carried through it by Joel. Mm -hmm. So so having to witness this 
her as herself and do it. Mm-hmm. She's I been on the, the viewing end of it. She's been somewhat on the receiving end of it, but she's never been on the giving end of it. You exactly. Know? Like the, the only the only violent act she ever committed before was David. Mm-hmm. And that and, was purely out of self-defense, you know? Yeah, and exactly. And that was... That, that really fucked her up. And even that and, was, you know, as justified as that was, it shook her to the core, you know? That's just not who she is as a person. Um, you know, yeah. you either have the mindset for that or you don't. Exactly. And Whereas, able to compartmentalize those things, you know? Yeah, he, he was more practical. He just... Mm-hmm. It had to happen because this is how we get shit done because mm-hmm. that's what he's been used to so many years of surviving and he knows what people are capable of and and Ellie is this like she sees the good in people and all people like she didn't even believe that those hunters were gonna go after them to begin mm-hmm. with like should we help him when he jumped out of the the way hurt. in the car right yeah. <sighs> God, I miss Joel. <laughs> Buckle yeah, up. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. <clears throat> it was so good. Yeah. So, so how about we talk a little bit about the ending? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the big elephant in the room. I feel like, or oh, well, the second elephant in the room because obviously the big one is is Joel's <laughs> death but I also feel like the ending is like so like it's a lot to take in it's so being, much being on such a journey and then like feeling like it's it's falling flat for some people maybe because it's like oh that's it there's no revenge it's like yeah, Dude, there's no clean the ending. Well, there's no yeah, clean exactly. one either. Exactly. You know? Like, this is a game about revenge. Why didn't mm-hmm. she get revenge? Like, Abby did. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of understand why people get that kind of vibe from the ending that, like, oh, it's, it, it's just done. She let go. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's, it's also... It took some time to settle in with that mm-hmm. ending, but I kind of get why they they chose to do this I in totally that way. Mm-hmm. I totally understand it because it was marketed as a game about hate exactly. and a game about revenge. Well, by the end of the second act, or what I consider to be the second act, which is the theater and the fight between Abby and Ellie, it's already told you that story, you know? Yeah. It's already hit home the theme of revenge and that, oh, revenge is not the answer and oh, our heroes have backstories, <laughs> all this stuff. Um, the game is about hate, but it's actually about letting go of hate. Exactly. You know? And <clears throat> that carries the entire weight of the game. And you see it throughout the game once you start looking for it really, or once you start, you know, playing it with that in the back of your mind is that the entire game really is about learning to try and letting go of hate 
you know, and that's hit home again at the very end with Ellie and Joel and their final flashback. And she says, um, I don't think I can forgive you, but I'm willing to try, you know, I don't think I'm able to not hate you, but I'm willing to try and let it go, you know? Um, and it's sort of, um, I almost see it as like breaking up from a long relationship, you know, and you hate them at first and you want nothing to do with them. And you're like, Oh, why did this person do this to me? And it ends up being like a year later, six months later, two years later, however, you end up being thankful that you broke up, you know, because you realize, you know, looking back at it, that it was just not how you initially viewed it. Yeah, exactly. Because you're obscured about things in your head that, uh, like, you view things differently when you're angry and when you're sad and, like, Mm -hmm. you don't really, like, it's only afterwards when so much time has passed and you start to slowly realize, oh, well, this actually means totally different thing now because I'm like, I'm grown, I've learned, I've, I've become mm-hmm. a better person and such. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why I keep saying, um, you know, Ellie wanted to have a meaningful death, but Joel wanted her to have a meaningful life, you know? Yeah. And I think that's when she realizes, and she even says it, you know, she says, my life was supposed to matter. My life was supposed to mean something. And then he says, no hesitation. He was like, I would do it all over again. Yeah. Like, I hear you. I hear you. What you're saying to me, I understand it. I get that we are not talking. I get that it is an entire, you know, the result was entirely fueled by my decision. Um, but I would do it again because your life does matter. It matters to me. Yeah. You and know, that and also got to be the... That was when I started... <laughs> I lost my shit. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't see the rest of the fucking screen for tears. Like, I was just completely mm-hmm. out of it. And I cried through all the credits. And, like, cried, like, the whole night, I think. Mm-hmm. Fuck and I can because I was able, to, I was able to start playing a little bit earlier than a lot of people, and I finished it the night um, that it actually came out. It was like three a.m. on the nineteenth was when I finished it, and I was just so overtired. And I get really weak <laughs> when I'm tired anyway. But what was horrible about playing early was that there was only one person who I could talk to about it at the point because I'm not about to go like spilling everything, you know, to people who haven't played yet. Um, and so, you know, I had to make, cause I couldn't, I literally could not see my phone screen um, when I was trying to like text this person about the ending. And so I had to make that stupid video, <laughs> which Albert, you can go ahead and cut to now. Hey, you're the only one who I can talk to about the ending with it. Cause I can't even type right now. <laughs> Breathe. Um, because I was just 
trying to take it in <laughs> and I didn't know what to think of it. it I was can't breathe. Out. I can't breathe. <laughs> oh my god, that is... <laughs> oh my god. I was laughing so fucking hard the first time I saw that because <laughs> you are so fucking miserable. <laughs> it was so horrible. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Good times, good times. Yeah, oh my gosh, never. Mm-mm. Yeah, but th- th- that must also have been so fucking hard because, like, a lot of us were at least, at least three or four days for finishing it. Like, I took, I think I took five or six days because I'm fucking slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> You were one of the last ones. Yeah, but but. I mean, the average were like over the weekend, so you mm-hmm. had to sit through a whole fucking weekend before people could talk to you about it, and that must just feel so fucking lonely as well. Yeah. I was, I remember like sitting at my computer like <laughs> this, like it, it was just like wanting to burst out so bad, and uh, you know, playing a game before everybody else, it sounds really cool on paper. And as you're playing it, it is really cool. But then you get further and further into it and you're like, okay, this actually really fucking sucks because I have nobody <laughs> to talk to about anything that I'm experiencing right now. And I don't envy reviewers at all. Like people who get to do early reviews, like yeah. they surely must have like some sort of internal communication thing because like I don't understand how they would be able to play a game like that and not be able to talk to somebody about it yeah, for sure because that that's that's what really meant a lot to me that i could go on to discord after finishing a chapter and be like oh my god i have to just type all this shit down because yeah. i'm i'm feeling so much right now and i have mm-hmm. to like just get it all out and like it was so nice to talk to people who were in the same mindset as well, like reaching the same point where we could talk about how we're feeling at the moment. And God, when I got to the ending and I was seeing the credits rolling and I was just like, that that's the first time I was completely speechless mm-hmm. because I had no idea what to think because it was so, it was so ambiguous and it is so ambiguous like i weren't kidding when they said it was divisive really fucking divisive divisive it would be but they were not kidding yeah it was uh it was a lot to take in but as you as you process it and you read other people's theories like it all starts to make sense and i kind of see like i do see this ending as a very hopeful ending actually despite mm-hmm. ellie actually ending up alone however we, we don't actually know that mm-hmm. because i mean technically neil said that the original ending had her pick up a toy and then it's like yeah of course where would she go (laughs) back to dina yeah so i can understand why they cut that because like that was also two on the nose yeah exactly also because i i generally thought at the beginning that like when i reached the farm 
that would be the ending. And I was like, were you mad when you thought I that was, that was because I thought the ending that was and I was mad. I was, like, I was fucking mad. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was I was like thinking, okay, now I understand why people hate the ending because I yeah. was like no fucking way they're ending it like a happy go lucky fucking yeah. Dina Dina jo, uh, JJ yeah. adventure forever like no fucking way. And thank God Tommy showed up because oh my god, <laughs> I was like, I was not, I was not ready for a happy ending because Tommy this breaks my heart. Yeah, really. Yeah, really can we can we talk about Tommy actually? Because Please. holy shit, he has been through a lot. He has been through it, like yeah. that poor man. And this is what I was saying. I think I yeah I made a Twitter thread about this because I was just so mad about it. Um, people are like, oh, he made Ellie do this. You know, he planted the idea in her head. Okay, first of all, Ellie's a grown-ass woman. She is. She has full agency. She can make her own damn decisions. Like, stop trying to take her agency away. He didn't force her into doing anything. Um, she was already having PTSD, you know, and she was, you could see it was getting progressively worse and worse and worse. Oh, yeah. Something was going to have to give anyway. You know, he just provided an outlet for it. Um, you know, and secondly, he, like I said, he has just been through it. I mean, he has seen his brother die. That was a result of his own actions. You know, he's the one who said, hey, I'm Tommy. This is Joel. Um, he had four years of Ellie and Joel in his life, and he had some semblance of his family back. And then that's just ripped away from him. Um and when he tries to get his revenge, he fails. He fails yeah. and he ends up getting so crippled that it, you know, completely changes his life. He's blind. Um, he walks. Yeah, he leg. literally lost a fucking eye, like an yeah. eye for an eye. It couldn't be more poetic. Mm -hmm. He risked his life, his marriage, his health, um, everything, and he still failed. And so his only chance to succeed in his revenge is through Ellie. And then her denying him that chance means that he'll never get the closure that he needs. And he needs exactly. that. You know, yeah. he feels like he really needs that closure. And he just, he, her denying that, I think really did a number on him. And that's why he reacted the way he did. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, because <clears throat> my, my first reaction, like my initial reaction to him doing coming to the farm and planting this idea in her head, I was like, you fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. Like, how dare you come into their home and just, like, start guilt-tripping a visibly shaken girl who mm -hmm. is, like, having none of this. Mm -hmm. And how fucking dare you? But in retrospect... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and like in retrospect, when I think back of it and like you come with these points, I can mm -hmm. totally see that it's it's because he's as broken. He's also a fucking broken man and he has mm -hmm. nothing left because he failed at everything. Mm -hmm. And like he not only did he lose his family and his brother, he also actually lost his fucking eye and he got his limp and so mm. it, 
I can definitely understand why, but God, I was still like, how fucking dare you? Mm -hmm. And that's what's so brilliant about these writing is that like these characters have flaws. Exactly. You know? Yeah, major flaws. Yeah, they're major flaws. Like there's no black and white to these characters. Like I was saying earlier, it's everything is just so, you know, everyone is in their own shade of gray that they think is the right shade of gray. You know? Exactly. Um, yeah, it's like the the first time when uh, when Ellie reaches the hospital and she kills Whitney, this PS Vida girl. And mm -hmm. it's just so unnecessary. Mm -hmm. It's it's just completely random and she even comments like, oh, fuck, that was dumb. Mm -hmm. Because she knows it was unnecessary. Like, mm -hmm. And that's just a flawed fucking thing that Ellie did because she also does stupid mistakes. Well, I, thought, I thought she was saying that was dumb in terms of what Whitney did. Like, okay, I was going to let you go, but you had to turn around and try to stab me. And she's like, okay, look what that got you. I can think of it like it goes both ways, that it was yeah. fucking dumb, that she had to die because she was dumb trying to defend herself. Mm -hmm. But I mean, what the fuck was she thinking? Like, yeah. what did she expect would happen? Yeah. And yeah. that's why I think she handled it maybe a little bit, bit poorly, I think, mm -hmm. because she didn't consider the consequences of sneaking up on this girl, you know? Yeah. Um, and the, like the major flaw when she confronts Owen and Mel and she's trying to be like Joel, but she isn't. Until she's like shaking and she's like, she, you can hear the desperation in her voice and she's like shrill, you know? Exactly. And she's panicking, like thinking, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to point this to your face and you're going to point this and then he's going to confirm it. And then she's like, dude bitch, what the fuck? No, I'm not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she didn't do that. They could just say, no, I'm not yeah, doing that. Exactly. Exactly. Because she yeah. doesn't have the, she doesn't have the experience that Tommy and, and Joel had because mm -hmm. Tommy were successful with it in the Serena, Seravina, what was it called? Seravina Hotel? Yeah, Seravina Hotel. I think when she sees that he's <laughs> he has been uh, successful in that she's like maybe i can pull this off but she can't because mm -hmm. she doesn't know how to do it mm -hmm. so it, it's just a moment of desperation and it ends up terribly terribly wrong and it mm -hmm. god mm -hmm. oh my god how what was your reaction when it was freaking Jesse who showed up in Seattle and said Joel's line. The whole, yeah, let's talk about that for a second, because I believe that was also one of the comments on the Instagram, actually. Mm -hmm. um, well, my initial reaction was, uh, holy fuck, they fucking lied to us. <laughs> <laughs> I was, it was, it was, God, it was kind of underwhelming, honestly, because it was like leading up to this whole thing and it was so crazy that that whole section was so fucking stressful. Like, 
I was I'm just section. I was zooming <laughs> like fucking Nora, like zoom. and then I get to the cutscene, and then I see, oh my god, oh my god, it's Jesse, <laughs> and I'm like, I cannot believe that Naughty Dog actually did this, and it kind of. It kind of pissed me off a little, to be honest, it, because it made me mad. I mm-hmm. know that, of course, Naughty Dog are known to lie about their trailers, and they are they lie for a living. Neil and lies for something. <laughs> exactly, and it it makes sense that they do it because they have to protect the experience, like they mm-hmm. did in the first game as well, saying that you will never, ever, 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 ever play as anyone else than Joel, mm-hmm. because it's it was a surprise moment but i mm-hmm. kind of feel like it it was ruined because of the leaks obviously because the yeah. whole marketing yeah. campaign was like it was planned out to be mm-hmm. something different and it just fell flat because you know everything in the the trailers and mm-hmm. I just never thought that they would go as far as to have Troy record a line that he never says in the game. Yeah, record fake lines. Just yeah, for that- the trailer and animate it just for the trailer. And they stuck in different models. Like the part in the trailer where he says, "You, I wish things were different, you know, yeah. but they're not, but they ain't. Um, I mean, his old model in, but it, in the game, it's his younger model. But in in their defense they did this in the first trailer as well for the first game uh the barn scene the, the farmhouse what the whole uh, you have no idea what loss is that scene uh, oh the ranch house yeah yeah the ranch house that was <laughs> what it's called <laughs> i was just forgetting real quick um they did that too they swapped with the ellie summer outfit i think she didn't have her uh... yeah they did yeah they uh, they they have their different uh, models in there shit and i mean it kind of makes sense to do because like it would spoil a bit that we're led to believe that oh there are flashbacks in the game and this is actually not 19 year old ellie it's actually 17 year old ellie Mm -hmm. um so I was kind of okay with that, but I wasn't okay with the fact that they fucking made made up scenes that yeah. weren't even there. I mean, yeah. they were there, but they, it wasn't Joel. Yeah. And th- that's yeah. kind of taking it too far. That was naughty. Yeah, that was naughty. <laughs> naughty, it, naughty. It was dance. a little bit too far, you yeah. know? And it, yeah, it didn't sit right. But um, I mean, it's uh, it's marketing. It so to, yeah, it did lead to one of my favorite parts of the game, which is the whole car chase thing. That was That's so fucking dumb. <laughs> like I I don't want to sound. No, I'm not gonna say that. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. I loved it. Holy fucking shit. Jesse can really not drive a car. <laughs> well, he's being shot at. Oh yeah, that's true. But like, he he crashed the car like 
four times or something. And he was <laughs> and just poor Ellie just sitting in the passenger side and being like <laughs> <laughs> And in his defense, I mean it's not like he had to ever pass a driving exam. So True. you know, you learn I mean <laughs> let let Ellie drive them because she knows how to pop a clutch. <laughs> God no. <laughs> Oh, how, how does she know how to pop a clutch? They really should have answered that in this second game it's because true. I want to know. Winston probably taught her. It probably. I don't mm -hmm. know. That's I a nice thing. More, I wanted to learn more about Eugene. Yeah, Eugene. He sounded very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I also wanted to... I One of the things that I... Probably the thing that I wish they kept the most in the game that we've learned about afterwards, what they, what all they cut was Cat. I really oh, yeah. want, I really wanted to learn more about her, especially reading about her in Ellie's journal, and like she was parading her around town, telling her everyone that Ellie was my girlfriend. You know, the sun shines out of her ass. I was like, baby girl, that's how you need to get treated in a relationship. Uh, like none of this was... back and forth stuff with Dina. I'm over it. That was so cute, actually. That yeah. was fucking cute too. And and then also kind of interesting because it also like reveals that oh, Dina has actually had a crush on Ellie for I don't know how long. Mm -hmm. Because she's like she was writing in her journal how uh, how she kept asking Dina. Dina touched my arm. <laughs> no, but also when when she was with the cat and she mm -hmm. was she was like, oh, Dina, do you want to hang out? And no, nah, I'm busy. I don't want to. I can't hang out with you. And it you just realize, oh, it's because she's actually kind of crushing on Ellie because she can't stand. Oh, also, she has a boyfriend. So well, how the hell is true. No. That, there's also that, but I've read into it like that also because she's like, she gave her a crown for her birthday and it was like, oh, that's so cute. Gosh, it took me a long time to like Dina. Really? I liked her. I liked her as Ellie's friend. Like when they were in Seattle together and they were like on horseback and stuff. I really liked her as right. um, like an NPC character. But as Ellie's girlfriend, it took me a long time to come around to that just because I was like, okay, it seems like she's going back and forth all the time with Jesse mm. on and off. And it's like, I don't want anybody treating Ellie as an option, you know? True. Like something that she goes to just when she gets tired of Jesse. And then when she gets tired of Ellie, she'll go back to Jesse, you know? And but that's the, you know, that's the same thing that Ellie thought mm -hmm. that Oh, it was just Dina being Dina. She didn't mean anything by that kiss and all that. Mm -hmm. um, so, but uh, like I knew she was the one when she fucking attempted to remove her own fucking gas mask to save Ellie. Like in the tunnels and I'm yeah. like, holy fucking shit. Mm -hmm. She was actually gonna take off her mask and be like, hey, we can share. I'm like, are you fucking what mental? <laughs> can you imagine just, <laughs> okay, my turn now. 
<laughs> no. <Can> you imagine? <laughs> uh, no. No. Um, that was intense. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I wish the whole, I don't, see, I just don't know how else I could have done it. I mean, there has to be another way, but I wish that her revealing to Dina that she was immune would have been a bigger deal. But instead it was so quickly followed up with, I'm pregnant, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. okay, that's the first person she's told outside of, um, Joel, Tommy, and Maria, they're the only three that knew, you know? Um, and so that was a big, big, big deal. And it was just so quickly like overshadowed. Yeah, that's true. Um, but in a way you could say that in the first game, it was also like quickly, like- that, That's was, a really good point. That because really in- in the first game, it's also like you see this, uh, you know, scanner saying, oh, it's infected and she's uh, she's apparently immune. And then all of a sudden there's a soldier caravan coming. Okay, yeah, like and your convict soldiers and they have to run. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So it's like the only thing that Joel brings up afterwards is like, okay, here's how it's going to play out. You don't bring up this thing to anybody and you just keep it to yourself mm -hmm. and that's it mm -hmm. so i kind of think it's like <clears throat> it's maybe also too much of a big deal to like grasp mm -hmm. sort of yeah yeah and so that's it's like this whole game it's like i can see both perspectives Right. You know, that's just a running freaking theme in this game. And I hate it because it makes me uncomfortable, <laughs> you know? Like, I like things cut and dry, you know? Yeah. But I think one of, the, <clears throat> one of the most amazing things is how, like, a lot in this game, because in the first game, there was a lot of stuff that weren't spoon fit to you and you had to actually find find out yourself mm -hmm. by reading notes and by reading into words that the characters mm -hmm. are saying body language and subtext and all that. exactly and there was a lot of that in part two as well mm -hmm. like because one of the biggest criticisms i've read is about joel being out of character and I'm like, how the hell do you not fucking get that he has been living in this community for four mm -hmm. years? You go around in his house, you see literally he's fucking building guitars, he has hobbies, he's mm -hmm. taking care of other people, he's a proud member of the community, and he's a See well how much he's loved by all the exactly. flowers. Exactly, he's well respected by anyone and everyone, and he's going out on patrols with people, taking in other people. It's like mm -hmm. it's you look in the logbook there. And see, like, I found nine survivors. You know, we brought them back. That was two years ago. You know, it's just it's exactly. a running that they are constantly building this working community, exactly. and so it and is it's, not it's normally all there. It's all there, mm -hmm. but people just they 
they expected to see it in a cut scene from like four years ago where Joel did something nice and then it's like oh now I get it mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it's it's like how fucking and not only that but they just saved this girl's life you know exactly. if anything she owes them exactly so it's like of course they're gonna reach out and be like okay this girl has no reason to hurt me or yeah and also know, has no reason to hurt me there's also no reason because they, they were being they were being nice mm -hmm. to them when they came in and like oh do you want to do you want to have a towel for your horse and are you <laughs> clean or mm -hmm. can i get you anything and they were like being welcoming they weren't mm -hmm. a group of hostile people like mm -hmm. they were just they thought they were just survivors, you know? So, of course, you can see that Joel has his guard down, um, but not as much as Tommy, because mm -hmm. Tommy has done this for so long, but Joel mm -hmm. is a little more introverted, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and that's also why I think he didn't react the same way as Tommy, because Tommy is usually the guy who's like chit-chatting everybody. Mm -hmm. Whereas Joel is more like in the background being like humble and mm -hmm. a bit introvert. So it fit his character that he wasn't really like doing anything other than forcing to say his name when Tommy told him like this mm -hmm. is my brother, Joel. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't feel like anything was out of character and, and I really don't understand why people can't like read into all the evidence that are right. There's a lot of things I don't understand with a lot of the <laughs> that's going on. You know, there's a lot of it I just don't care to understand. Yeah, you know, exactly. I'm glad that I don't understand it. I'm glad that I'm not doing the mental gymnastics that it takes to get to whatever they're saying. Yeah. I mean. I can understand why people don't like the direction of the story. I can understand why people may dislike the story and certain events of the story. It, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, the, it's, it does make sense that people aren't necessarily uh, happy with the story because it's not an easy story to digest. It's and not at all, you know? It's perfectly fine if you dislike it, but I don't understand the the hate like the straight out hate because yeah. you can you can dislike the story but you can appreciate the game mm -hmm. like because the game itself is just such a fucking masterpiece mm -hmm. technically graphically everything is just like completely out of out of this world yeah and to see people completely diminish all of that just because oh, Joel dies. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like I said, there's a lot that I just don't care to understand. I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. That's... <clears throat> it's just not worth bothering about, honestly. Because... Mm -hmm. I do want to hear from people who disliked it and why they disliked it. Um, 
even though I don't agree with them necessarily, but I respect their opinion about it because, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not a game for everyone. Even the first game had people being like, I hated this game because in the end there was no cure. Joel just fucked them all over because that was, that was the thing that, like, there's a huge difference between plot and story. Mm -hmm. It's like the That's plot good. can be this, and the mm -hmm. story can go in the completely opposite direction. And it mm -hmm. did in the first game, and it did in the second game as well. So you mm -hmm. just gotta, you gotta appreciate it for what it is, and not for what you wanted. That's... That's, yeah, that's what I think a lot of people are not understanding. And it took me a minute to understand that even, you know, like this is, I can't look at this game as what I wish it was, you know, because what I wish it was, was a continuation of part one. And, you know, we're exactly. just going off like doing patrols with Ellie and Joel. And, <laughs> you know, she's still bringing out her pun books and, you know, it's yeah, basically the first game. And that's just... That's all well and good, but it's, it's a shitty game. Yeah, it is a shitty game. Because yeah. it's just a continuation of the first game and mm -hmm. that's not and there's no what reason we want. It. Exactly. There's it's Yeah. And and that's essentially what people fail to understand that if there wasn't a reason to make a second game, they wouldn't do a second game. But this time they felt like there was a story to tell, so they told a story and they told it beautifully in my opinion and mm -hmm. then it was designed to make you uncomfortable and if you are uncomfortable like they achieved what they were going for they absolutely succeeded yeah. because holy shit there was a lot of times where i was really not like it was i would describe this like my first playthrough as uncomfortable mm -hmm. and not really enjoyable in the mm -hmm. fun way mm -hmm. because obviously I was I was super immersed I was really enjoying the game but mm -hmm. I wasn't like haha enjoying it you know yeah it was just it, it was, was so much to take in it was not a fun experience and mm -hmm. it was uncomfortable and i think i experienced every single emotion i had in my body mm -hmm. but it was just exhausting it was, I was, so it was exhausting it was really fucking exhausting like every single time um because i played mostly at night with headphones mm -hmm. completely in the dark so i was completely immersed into this world and Every time I was going to bed, I was, I couldn't sleep because I was just so uncomfortable in my own skin, like all the time, because I thought, oh my God, this section was so intense and I was like visibly shaking and like, God, I'm just, just thinking back to it now, it feels so weird talking about how, <laughs> how this how it can like change you so much just experiencing mm -hmm. this um <clears throat> because the the first game it's so long i played it in 2013 so i can't really remember how i felt mm -hmm. um so you also experiencing it with a with like a completely clean slate 
you know, you exactly. didn't have any connection to these characters. So you were able to receive whatever story that they gave you. You know, you didn't go into it with a story already in your head of what you wanted it to be. Yeah, you know? there was no risks at all. Mm -hmm. There was no risks. There was just a cool game that have been praised by critics. And so I didn't really, I don't remember my first playthrough because it was so, it was like seven years ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I think I will definitely remember this playthrough for eternity, I think. Yeah. yeah. Because holy fucking shit, it was an experience I will never recover from. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it yeah. was... Uh, Imagine going through that and then having no one to talk to about it. Oh my god, I oh, God, I can't even fucking imagine like And I couldn't even like even the other mods who were as spoiled as I was, like I was trying to like text Yuha, I was trying to text Gma and everything, and they're like, Don't tell me. They're yeah. like it's so close and I'm like but you already know everything. Like please I have to Yeah, out. exactly. But I can I can understand them though because it's really not the same at all. Yeah. It's really not. It's really not. Um, so yeah, it was um it was incredible. Mm -hmm. But then then the question is because like considering everything that has happened in the second game and the first game um how do you feel about part three god would you want that or would you yes. just yes depending um i would i'm just not as interested in abby and lev in a continuation in their story as i am um about joel and his story still and i well he's know. done girl <laughs> <laughs> um i am still trying to manifest it in my mind to get a prequel with like tess and joel and tommy and a bill cameo you know that would like be that, like a standalone dlc or something yeah seriously that's like what i am trying so hard to manifest um because I feel like there's still such a story to tell with right. Joel and Tommy and the horrible things that they've done. And I feel like that they can tie that into the theme of, okay, well, was Abby actually justified? You know, like, is Abby a changed woman because she saved these two kids? Like, okay, now that you've seen with your own eyes the horrible stuff that Joel has done and not just, you know, thought about what he maybe could have done in your head, you know, right. is he really a changed man by the time he saves Ellie? You know, or by the time he's even like running with Tess or even by the time he's in Jackson and he's like an older man, he's like doing his little like whittling horses or something like that. Um, it, it would create more questions, I feel like, in a good way. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But I feel like they opened it up with, you know, obviously they reached Catalina Island. Um and the fireflies are getting back together so yeah because right. the, the the question is like because i f i feel like abby and lev still has more to tell in that story mm -hmm.
Like they've mm-hmm. just begun almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the other hand, Ellie has just begun her arc because now she's uh, like free of her demons. She's away from Joel. She's alone. Maybe. Um, would she want to actually become like, would she actually willingly sacrifice herself in the end for the cure? Or would she just do as, like, honor Joel by living through mm-hmm. and, like, living her life the best she can? And, like, I think that she would. Right? Like, I mean, and I think, you know. Like I said before, Joel wanted her to have a meaningful life, and it's through his death that he provides that for her, because his death exactly. leads her on this path, and she ends up like I don't know if you've noticed the parallels between like how the game starts and ends. It yeah. starts with Joel picking up his guitar, and it ends with Ellie putting down his guitar. You know, um, exactly. And also focusing the first shot is the moth as well. It's mm-hmm. very poetic as well. Well, I think we uh, we have been talking for maybe over two hours now. I think we could talk forever, but uh, the show got to stop at some point. Mm-hmm. I hope you really enjoyed watching and hopefully will continue to enjoy watching our podcast. Until next time, see you. Endure and survive. Oh, yes. May your survival be long and your death be swift. Yes. May your Endure. podcast be long and <laughs> <laughs> I'm part of the Raptors, you know. Oh, oh my God! And I, do you like how Ellie's entry was like fucking? And there's too many fuck, too many fucking factions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That was so awesome. Honestly, I love the whole Santa Barbara. It, it was just such a nice like jump from the gloomy, very dark, scary <laughs> Seattle. And then you yeah. just go to this sunny California. Yeah. And then it's just and this fucking... And also, are in like, I was like, I'm fighting like tech bros in cargo shorts. <laughs> fucking nerds. Like, exactly. why are they acting so tough? They're in cargo shorts. Exactly. That's and then just... Ellie having no fucking chill, just like, you no, just look, you look so like you shit your pants, you fucking little bitch. I yeah. was just like, whoa. I'm thinking Victoria because Hell Victoria yeah. has shown a lot of, uh, I've been chiming in with her, so to get Yara would be great. Uh, yeah. Oh, she's actually been, she's actually been responding to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm, and I'm, I'm working. Holy fucking cool. shit. Sorry, my language bit her. Yeah. She yeah. is such a, I mean, she, yeah, she's so incredible, sweet. A little doll, like, I know. She really is, and I think she would, she would bring a lot of good to like mm-hmm. the whole. Because I feel like there's not too much discussion going on about their characters. Yeah. Um, and can we fucking try to get Shannon? Because she literally yes. called out that she wasn't going to be interviewed. And I'm like, I love her so much. Yeah. Like, okay. I would freak out if we got Troy or Neil or anything. Like, no, when, 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 oh. when we get them. 
when we get there. But I mean, no, 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 because they are doing a lot of podcasts. That's true. Mm-hmm. So they are, and they're willing to talk to to anybody about the game. They said that on other podcasts that they just love to talk about the game. So it's like beautiful. This one might be as good as anything else. Very, very big difference is that we are genuine fans. Yeah, like we're not being paid. We're, we're not being paid. We're not reviewers. We're not uh, journalists. We are people who actually enjoyed this yeah. work of art and just it's really organic where we come from. Exactly. So it, it's like totally biased in a way, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's true though, because of course a, a journalist have a different approach. Um, and there are certain yeah. things they can't really talk about, but we're like, we're diving into it, baby. We're like all the way, and we're gonna go as so like this was uh, in 2018 or whenever when we first had our first chats or whatever. This is what I saw us building up to. It's like we can go into. I want to talk an entire episode about, um, uh, you know, um, Haven. You know, I want an entire episode oh, about yeah. things, like like. I still uh, have to get my test episode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> remember, you you guys are both lead hosts, so. You you say, hey, Albert, I want to have a whole episode about this. Okay, so what is on for the rest of your day, uh, Anne-Marie? Um, i got to get dinner planned. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My hangover is finally, like, going away from yesterday. Okay. Um, I had people over, so maybe pizza. Okay, well, Catherine and I are, we have, like, our hands on your head, and we're just, like, it's... It's okay. Yeah. No, don't don't be too hard. I have a headache. Okay, just but in that gentle kind of way. How about you, Catherine? What's ahead for you? I mean, it's uh, it's almost like twelve now, so I'm yeah. like okay. considering considering continuing my playthrough of uh, part two. Okay. <laughs> because wow. I I'm on my I, I'm on a second playthrough right now, and I have like. I'm just about to reach the Rattler enslavement camp thing. Oh, so, uh, so I'm, so it's not very far. But the problem is, I take so fucking many pictures all the time. So I'm <laughs> like, this this uh, second playthrough, it's been like three weeks, I think. Yeah, I saw with so, your, yeah, I, I saw some of your latest stuff on Twitter with like her hand on the texture. It's oh what? yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty proud of that shot. Honestly, I'm I'm uh, I'm really enjoying photo mode. I'm actually super honored, and uh, it's my privilege to uh, produce you guys. Oh, it's so nice Thank to have you. Yeah, so nice to be produced. Yay! Yes. I, okay, folks, have a lovely rest of the day, and I'll speak to you guys in a fortnight. Bye. I'll see you. Bye. 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 <laughs>
<laughs> there she is. If you guys want to keep going, please do. Oh no, God, what, we... did you, what did you think about the ending? You um, played it, right? You want me to, am I officially invited on to give my comment? Yes. You are officially invited because okay. we're actually talking about the ending right now. So. Our esteemed guest, Albert. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I feel very welcomed as your guest. Um, so, uh, for me, uh, the, the ending, you, I don't want to be simplistic about it, but I think a huge part of the, the, the effectiveness of a work of art is, is that denouement, is, that, is the ending, I, I think, because there are so many... Um, for example, you know the girl with the dragon tattoo with the Rooney Mara? Yes. I think yeah. that movie was a ten, like a 9 to the 10 out of 10, 80% of the way, and then there was just some things at the end where I was like, oh, wow, like that's not consistent with her, her character. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and as we were watching actually yesterday, an episode of a very, very hard to watch episode of The Sopranos. It's an episode, have you guys seen The Sopranos? I have not, okay. but I, I know the general yeah. yeah. And I think Neil and both Neil Druckmann and uh, Vince Gilligan uh, for Breaking Bad, like they, they learned a lot of their craft at the, you know, at the, at the feet of, of the Sopranos. And you can tell because there was a, I won't name the episode, but basically the story went in a way where that was the truth of where that story went. See how I didn't even say needed to go or was meant <laughs> to go. It's like, no, it, that's where it went. Cause that was the reality. That was the truth of it. And um, I've heard so much uproar and, and I've posted about it already and told you guys like about people are trying to apply art and entertainment rules and conventional rules and like wish fulfillment rules mm -hmm. to, to the ending. And, mm -hmm. and what, what's beautiful is that Neil and the whole team, Hallie, the writers, everyone, they, they valued the truth of that story be more than the wish fulfillment of the audience. Um, mm -hmm. When and that's I a hard pull to swallow as a fan. It, it and I was really in, is. Exactly. I was in the same space as, as Anne-Marie, uh, very much in my heart when I, when, I, um, when I saw her pick up that guitar. And I, I was feeding this back to, to Ray because she didn't play it through, but I, I kind of told her the story. And she had her, her hand on her chest while I was telling her. And, and I was like, you know, this, this woman um, inherited... In the, and that twisted way, you know, we think of parents having an impression on their kids in a positive way. But one thing she inherited from Joel was like not being able to let something go. Mm -hmm. Just like Joel mm -hmm. wasn't able to let her go, she wasn't able to let Joel go. And be, and for both reasons, both of them suffered mm -hmm. from that inability to let go. And when I and like for me, I see that song, which is I, if the more I talk about it, I'll just I'll just start crying seriously. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Is that that pill jam me. song? Um, no. Yeah. If I ever were to lose you, I'd surely lose myself. Oh my god! Yeah. And and when she tries to play that and it's broken, it's like that's what all that the cycle of violence does is is perpetuate that and and actually see now she she can't fully celebrate him and and love him. She she actually she cut into her own ability to love this man. And to remember this man, because she, uh, uh, she she went down this path of thinking that she was honoring him, thinking that she was uh, carrying on his memory and and doing it for him. But in the end, what we're left with is memories. And and now, like that song is broken. You know, her her finger her fingers are broken. Like that memory is is has been uh, yeah. yeah you know sullied a bit. Um, how and it, 
how literally appropriate it was to say, if I were to ever lose you, I'd surely lose myself as she's missing her yeah. finger. Yeah. Exactly. You know? And it's, it's just, it, oh. <sighs> I know. And um, it's fingers, two people, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and also uh, that's that's something uh, someone pointed out as well that she she loses a baby finger. That's a baby. That's p- her. Yeah. The the pinky finger and the the ring finger. So it's like she also loses like Dina. JJ and and Dina. Also, mm-hmm. I always I interpreted JJ as Joel and Jesse. JJ. Like, yeah. Named after them. Um, oh that- yeah, Jesse and Joel. <laughs> I just I joked that it's actually um, a throwback to the first game and how many times Ellie went, Jesus, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> JJ. Yeah. Jesus, also, Joel. They actually, so do you know why, um, this is just random fact that I know off the top of my head. Do you know why um, the ring finger is called the ring finger and like why you generally have the wedding band? It's because that there is a vein that links directly from this hand to your heart. Yeah. on your left side. And no so, way. Yeah, that's why you always put your wedding band on your left ring finger. Um, that's so poetic. It's beautiful. And yeah, that's the one that she loses. Aww. Um, and also, I, I also saw the height difference. Like, look at that. That's like a, that's a, that's Ellie's height and that's Joel's height. You know, it's just, I don't know. That's me being super symbolic, but you know, because it looks like they, they have that height difference. Um, yeah. I think I like I said it was uh, it it has by far and away set the 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 benchmark and the standard for this uh, art form and I feel vindicated because I've always been flying this I spoke about this with Steve yesterday from the order I just said like uh, so many so many aspects of this medium are now coming to life you know also mm-hmm. I'm excuse me I just <laughs> wanted to wrap up my answer because you threw it to me but I'll yeah it's you're the host go. <laughs> Um, so like, what did you think about, I mean, when you played it, did you immediately love it or was it uncomfortable? Immediately, immediately. Because, uh, uh, you know, think about the opening guys. Think about that menu, like that, the boat, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, uh, that was so eerie because like the first game has this somber music, kind of like melancholy colleague in a way but still like hopeful mm. and then it's just like a boat crashing into a pole yeah. and there's no music like, at all you just there's hear the no water. music yeah exactly it's so <clears throat> so eerie like you know what kind of game you're getting into okay mm-hmm. okay well um catherine take us away Is it, hello, hello, Anne-Marie, how are you? Hi, hello. Hi. Aw, come here, you. You're getting a big one of these right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're beautiful as always. How are you? Oh, good, how are you? Life, am I right? There was, as I said in my thing, it's, uh, I said this to Ray as well, like my life is divided. And this like between before I played Last of Us Part Two and after, like it is a, it is a, yeah. Like my life's different now. It's true, and that's not hyperbole or or smoke blowing. It's just, it really went there, didn't it? It made it you really, like, yeah, went there. Um, 
Look yeah, at look at by, by the way, look at our body language. We're just we have the weight of the world on our shoulders. Like <laughs> before, we were all perked up and stuff, and we're just like leaning forward now. I'm also yeah. It's like the hangover you're talking about. I went out last night, so it's like I am hungover, physically. Oh. Mentally, and I'm literally like leaning on my Gatorade bottle right here. Cool. <laughs> we have to all lean on our Gatorades, lady. Oh, hey, Catherine. Yes, here oh, I am. Oh, so beautiful as well. I seriously, thank you. Wonderful. Good to see you both. Um, Good to see yeah. you. Wow, look at the energy. Like, Amory and I were just talking about how, like, the like our lives, and this isn't hyperbole or smoke blowing, it's like it really felt like from a being a human being perspective and someone who like interacts and, and processes and engages with like art and entertainment is because of how, because of what that game makes you do. Like it actually, my, I'm actually, it's not exaggerating to say that my life is like, I have a line drawn through it of like, before I played Last of Us Part Two and after it's like, I never thought oh, yeah. that I would be someone to press a button that made an avatar of me do that to another human being. It's just, you know can't wait and and things have really begun haven't they like this is like again think about last of us before last of us part two and after like see oh, like, yeah. the the times articles the hollywood reporter the new yorker like uh you know it is it's uh it's it's pretty much a game that everybody is talking about like whether mm -hmm. it's negative or positive everybody talks about it so that's right but yeah you guys can take turns in introing the show Please, as I said in my message, like don't fuck segments. Like my whole podcast, fucking network, whatever the fuck, is just about conversations. It really wants to, you know, deconstruct any of that crap of the conventional podcast stuff. It's just people catching up, and and you guys are the Last of Us lovelies. And uh, obviously, we can't call the show that the Last of Us lovelies. I think that's <laughs> a bit too positive. A bit, a bit too heavy, maybe considering. Okay. You guys do the three, two, one. I'm officially stepping back. Go, you do it. All right, you want to get the head on this, Catherine? Anna three, Anna two, Anna <laughs> one, Anna go. Um, anyways, no. Uh, <coughs> fuck. 